Hey, 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 and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. As you know, I am Maya, the singer, the songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and today a heist historian. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. With Today, in 2004, thieves stole 26.5 million pounds from the headquarters of Northern Bank in Belfast, Northern Ireland. That's about $35 million. It was one of the largest bank robberies in British history. So, how'd they pull it off? Let's reverse. Northern Bank was the largest bank chain in Northern Ireland with 95 branches. Its headquarters was at Donegal Square West in the city of Belfast. Northern Bank was one of four Northern Irish banks authorized to print their own money. The night before the heist, two groups with gang members went to the homes of Northern Bank employees, one in Downpatrick and one in Polgrass, and kidnapped two separate bank employees, Chris Ward and Kevin McMullen. Ward was driven to where McMullen was being held by members of the gang dressed up as the police service of Northern Ireland. Some of the gunmen stayed back at Ward's home, making sure his family didn't call the police or try to escape. McMullen's wife was kidnapped and brought to an unknown location. Ward and McMullen were instructed to report to work on Monday morning as normal and were freed in order to do so. Ward and McMullen were given cell phones to wait for instructions from the conmen. They instructed Ward to take a bag of one million pound notes to a bus stop on Queen Street where he would pass it off to one of the robbers. This small, relatively speaking, exchange was considered the test run for the thieves' major evening plan. McMullen and Ward were instructed to stay at the bank after business hours. Once everyone else had left, the two men were asked to open the bank vaults and if they disobeyed, their families would be killed. They let some of the thieves into the building and took them downstairs to the basement vaults. Other thieves waited in vans outside the bank and took the money in sacks like the test run earlier in the day. The crooks escaped with 26.5 million pounds. 10 million in new Northern Bank Sterling banknotes, 5.5 million in used Northern Sterling banknotes, 4.5 million in used Sterling banknotes from other banks, and smaller amounts of euros in US dollars. It was suspected that the thieves planned the heist for December 20th because it was so common for people and businesses to deposit large sums of money right before Christmas. So they knew that there would be more liquid cash available than usual. Meanwhile, Mrs. McMullen was driving to Drumkirag, Forest and Set Free. She stumbled through the woods until she found a house from which she could call the police. She was subsequently treated for hypothermia. Fifty detectives were assigned to the case. The police were slow to comment about who might be behind the robbery, but the media quickly blamed the Provisional Irish Republican Army, or the IRA. The IRA refers to several political affiliations in Northern Ireland who support Irish independence, but in practice have committed many murders and acts of terrorism. In early January 2005, the police constable held a press conference where he confirmed that he too suspected the IRA of the crime. Party officials denied any involvement. In the preceding fall months, other crimes had been blamed on the IRA. In October, two million pounds worth of cigarettes was stolen from a warehouse, and the warehouse's employees' families were held in a similar hostage manner to the bank incident. 
In the summer, 500,000 pounds were stolen from Ulster Bank, and again, families were held hostage in a similar manner. In the coming months, money was seized and arrests were made in various parts of Ireland that were suspected to be related to the heist, but none were confirmed and all money recovered was in less than one million pound amounts. Police attempted to frame Ward as not a victim, but a man on the inside with the heist, and after a long legal battle, he was acquitted of all charges. One man, a financial advisor named Ted Cunningham, was found guilty in 2009 of laundering three million pounds that were connected to the robbery. He was able to avoid a prison sentence due to old age. After the heist, Northern Bank stated that they would retire all of its banknotes from circulation to prevent the movement of the stolen money and issue new banknotes in different colors, logos, and serial numbers. It completed this procedure by March 2005, so the new Northern Bank notes that were stolen could only be circulated for about four months. The rest of the money was untraceable and thus could remain in circulation. In 2018, a former IRA member published a supposedly fictional bank heist book that closely resembled the Northern Bank robberies. The heist is still one of the largest in history, and no one was convicted as directly responsible. Today, in 2015, rapper Designer released his debut single, Panda. The song talks about a car, the BMW X6, which the rapper thinks looks like a panda. When the song was released, Designer was only 18 years old, and Panda went on to be the most on-demand stream song in 2016. It topped the Billboard Hot 100. The song's beat became well-known when Kanye West sampled it in Part 2, a song on The Life of Pablo, which was released about three months after Panda came out. The Kanye sampling brought Panda to a wider audience, and Billboard called it a joyride anthem. Panda was later nominated for Best Rap Performance at the Grammys and Best Hip Hop Video at the MTV Music Awards. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on an incredibly mundane December 20th. Oh shoot, I actually did something cool this December 20th last year. I got a tattoo. My family and I got matching tattoos, all four of us, of four paper cranes. I made the design with my brother. We kind of sketched it out and then everybody got it tattooed. The three of them, my brother, my mom, and my dad, all got it on their arms and then I got it on my rib cage because I'm insane. Um, but the gist of it was that we each chose a different paper crane in the line of four to fill in with our own colors and our own patterns. So my mom did peonies on side of her crane. My brother did like an origami pattern, very classic. My dad got, um, I believe it's a Scottish pattern and I got fire. <laughs> I got red ink with fire flamey things on side of, inside of my mind. <laughs> very original, I know. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesteryear. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.